Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm Dr. E, and my co-host is Dr. Andrew Rothschild, back from still treating patients in the pandemic. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but you're doing like what? You said 50-50 telehealth, 50-50 live patients? Yeah, yeah. And you know the volume of patients we're seeing in a given day is about half of what you would normally see uh, on a, a, on a non-pandemic situation. For sure. Yeah. I've been doing maybe about three or four telehealth visits a week. Um, I used to do that much a long, long time ago before it was actually called telehealth. Um, and then I just started advertising again because my I closed my clinic. So New York is a, probably a bit more of a hotspot. I'm not, not in New York City, but uh, we're definitely on lockdown. And I don't I don't consider myself essential. I love PT, but I'm not going to endanger me or my family. Yeah, understandable with your the whole, oh, the whole uh, kids, all the kids you have for sure. Yeah. For sure. Especially. Our dogs are loving all the extra walks, though, I can tell you that. No doubt. So you have an ex- you have a story for us today, right, Andrew? I do. I do. I have a, a story of, uh, I guess it's, you could call it a failure in a way. Um, and I, <laughs> we'll I, see. It, it's, I guess it's really not debatable ultimately, but you'll, yeah. And this happened, this happened a few months ago. This happened before all the uh, COVID-19 pandemic occurred, probably, probably February, if my memory serves. Um, so it was a patient, it was from, uh, you know, it came from a physician who was not familiar with, she was having neck pain, kind of one-sided, it was like left-sided neck pain, some intermittent headaches, no, really no specific mechanism. It had been there for quite some time, you know, basically, uh, enough time that you would call it sort of a chronic type condition. She was sort of the classic type A personality high stress uh, work-wise and lifestyle-wise and kind of went into a couple of those things that however much she wanted to reveal on that first visit. 
Um, and she talked specifically about myofascial release, that that's what the doctor had recommended. That's what we want. That's what she wanted. That's what she thought was going to be helpful for her. Um, I'd asked her about, you know, she had this in the past, what her experience has been, how long, you know, again, how long it's been going on for. And, you know, she'd had some hands-on stuff in the past from some previous, this, you know, she's had this sort of episodic issue going on. This, this is, this recent episode had just been lasting longer than normal. And, you know, I talked to her about, yes, obviously, you know, some hands-on stuff. And sometimes be helpful in some situations, but we talked about what her understanding was of like myofascial release, and I want I address that a little bit with her. Um, you know, it's it's always sort of a yeah, you got to kind of read the room, play it by ear. How how and when you address um, sometimes patients' conceptions or misconceptions about certain things, um, and I, I felt like it was probably appropriate to address it at that moment since that's kind of what she wanted. Um, and so we talked about, obviously we're not really deforming the fascia. It's, you know, there's no need to go aggressive with this stuff because she's had some of that in the past and it really didn't, you know, it didn't help. Um, I said, there's really no need to go aggressively with it, you know, working some soft tissue can help with some pain inhibition, maybe some relaxation, help you move a little bit better. I said, but I think, you know, what I think is going to be important for you as well, because you've had this going on for episodically for a number of years is going to also teach you some things that you can do on your own to really, you know, help, help this as we know the effects of manual therapy can be from a few minutes to several hours, depending on, you know, individual circumstances that it can sort of, it'll sort of keep you, you know, keep some of the benefits going for a little bit longer. And then down the road can also be something that you can always pull out when needed, when these things start coming back down the road, you know, how does that, how does that sound to you? And she said, yeah, it sounds, that sounds like a good idea. Um, you know, did assessment, nothing really, you know, major jumped up in terms of you no, know, no, no real, no red flags, no, no, no indications of uh, nerve, uh, nervous system involvement. Um, just again, local symptoms of upper trap, levator, scaling, that kind of tone, um, sort of your cervicogenic headache test, cervical flexion rotation tests, nothing jumped out there. Maybe a little bit of, you know, mid cervical it's call it hypomobility, a little bit of stiffness, you know, on, on one side versus the other. But again, nothing really major jumping out. Assess sort of a directional preference, you know, retraction, retraction side bending towards the side. I think it was her left side. And that seemed to do very well. And, you know, she'd been doing sort of the classic upper trap stretch because um, that's what she'd been told to do in the past. And we talked about that and how, you know, stretching is not really going to help improve her range of motion. Obviously, if, it, if that's what she's been doing, Hopefully it would have been helpful by now, but obviously it hasn't really been helping her situation other than very short-term, um, you know, pain relief. Started doing some retraction side bending. You know, she was limited with retraction side bending assessed to that side. As she did it, started to get more range of motion. She had a little bit, you know, slight loss of left rotation. Like that gave her a little bit of tightness in the, uh, um, with the objective measurement. Retesting gets better. Looked at a little bit of upper thoracic stuff, taught her sort of an upper thoracic self-mobilization, like using a chair, using a towel roll, uh, double lacrosse ball, that sort of thing. And she said, oh, that felt really good. She really seemed to like it. I didn't do really, I didn't get into the hands-on part. I didn't do any sort of um, soft tissue stuff. Um, and then at that moment, because it seemed like this was really helping and it, I felt like she had bought in and was like, oh yeah, movement feels better and it feels better. 
And I said, yeah, I mean, this, I think this is something that can be really helpful for you. And you know, doing this on a, on a consistent basis, we talked about doing the frequency of doing this, especially for the next couple of weeks, it might be a high frequency. And then we can get into some other stuff uh, and follow up visits, you know, seeing how these things go for the next uh, for the next couple of days. Because sometimes, you know, you can run into those situations where you do multiple treatments or multiple types of interventions, and then it's hard to assess what the overall outcome is from that treatment. Like if you do a lot, of, if you do a combination of, or just like doing too many exercises and someone's sore, what was the one or combination of ones that made it worse? So sometimes I like to be kind of systematic to make sure that we do, if we do this one sort of treatment, we know right away if it, is, if it's good, if it has that overwhelmingly positive, negative, or, or neutral outcome. Um, and so sometimes that first visit, I won't do too many things. And then if she came back and felt good or wasn't feeling, you know, no worse, maybe a little bit better, then get into a little soft tissue, add sort of layer stuff gradually on top of it. That's oftentimes my approach. Um, and then so she's scheduled for a couple of days out. And then the next day I came into the office and had a message on my desk that she had called and canceled her appointments because uh, it wasn't what she was looking for and because I didn't do sort of the myofascial release. And so I called back and, and left a message and uh, and never was able to talk to her again to follow up. <laughs> yeah, something similar happened to me. Uh, I can say a very similar case, like someone, um, a strength coach that refers me patients every once in a while, sent me someone, she said she had hip pain with squatting. She wanted, IS, she looked up providers who provide ISTM. Uh, she wanted ISTM to her IT band. I told her, you know, same thing. You, you basically said 2,000 pounds of force to stretch the IT pan one pound. Do you really think I'm going to do that or you're ever doing that? Um, she seemed to buy into that. I assessed her mobility. A lot of her hip pain um, seemed to be as a result of lumbar loading issues and a lot of ankle issues. And when I, she was like, really, I thought she was genuinely surprised. Like, oh, she, she th said, oh, I never thought this could, uh, my ankle could be affecting my squat because after we reset her ankle, um, immobilized her tibia internal rotation a little bit. Her squat improved quite a bit. I, her squat was, I think, pain-free at the end. I mean, your patient appeared to be doing better too. She, I never heard from her again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure the trainer said that uh, she just wanted ISTM yeah. afterward. I said, hey, you know, whatever happened with so-and-so? And he's like, oh, you know, she, she just said she wanted ISTM. Yeah. So, yeah. You can't win them all, basically. No. And, yeah. I think it runs into the issue like, you know, this is what, you know, I talk about in, you know, modern patient education um, is really, you know, meeting patient expectations. And so yeah, we run into that issue, I think, sometimes when we're balancing sort of, you know, evidence and patient expectations. And uh, the, 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 again, research does show that, you know, patient expectations play a really significant role in uh in outcomes and whether or For not sure. you know even with non-research supported interventions because if the patient believes it's going to work it's probably going to have an effect so it's it's a little bit of a balance between kind of meeting their expectations giving them what they want and then also trying to um provide the what we know is to be a, a potentially uh better overall quality intervention you know i think the same thing, I guess, if somebody come in and wanted and wanted ultrasound, um, I think it's certainly from that um, 
from that logic, it makes sense to provide them with ultrasound, but then also using that time as an opportunity to talk about why it may not be indicated, why the research doesn't support it, and how other things are are better. Um, so, you know, my a change in my approach could have been to do some hands-on stuff, um, very light, kind of gentle type stuff, just a, a just a little bit to give her that piece of kind of what she was looking for, in addition to sort of the self-correction type exercises. But again, sometimes, you know, we think we know best, and sometimes the patient thinks they know best, and reality is it's probably somewhere in somewhere in the middle. Yeah. All I can say is the same exact thing would have happened to me. <laughs> Which is okay. And I said, this, thankfully, this doesn't happen very often, but this was a, a pretty recent case. And I was like, well, yeah, all right. And, you know, even if, even if doing some hands-on stuff, you don't know that it wouldn't have been like, oh, but this is what I want. And then it still wouldn't have been, you know, there is a fine line when we're not a, you know, we are a healthcare provider. There is a higher standard than someone going to a massage therapist or someone going to a spa and wanting a specific like hot stone massage. You know, it's, it's, you, you go to a doctor and you can, you can't say, I want this medicine and it's not appropriate. The doctor's not going to say, okay. You know, it's, it's, it's a very little different that, than that. And I think there is sort of a certain point where we have to have a little bit of higher, um, from a professional standpoint, be like, look, I know this is what you want, but I'm not just going to, there's not a, just going to give you what you want. It is, that's, that's part of what the therapeutic alliance is, is there is a little bit of, of give and take with, within certain realms. Yeah. It's not just take and take. I mean, right. we, well, you, you, Kyle and I did a whole Q and a on this, remember, because yeah. someone was having like a, a problem with uh, a particular patient or maybe a couple of his patients that they basically are just treating him like, a la carte, you know, I said, right. I always say PT is not a la carte, you know, it's right. not like I'll have a little bit of this, have a little bit of this. I mean, sure. Yeah. If you do needling, you do MFR, you do a particular technique that the patient comes in for great. But I also say, if someone asked me for ultrasound, they're just out of luck. I mean, right. even if they asked me for ultrasound, I had an ultrasound machine. I just wouldn't do it out of principle. I mean, cause yeah. they're just essentially going to go someplace else and get what they want and maybe get better and maybe not get better. But a lot of times when people are also so folk, I, I mean, I try to do what I think is best for them. Um, even if it's to my detriment in, in business-wise and seeing them as a patient, just because yeah. I don't want them to be focused on a passive approach, you know? And um, sometimes instead of, you know, where you and I maybe could have changed what we would what we were saying about not to form a fascia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because uh, most people aren't combative, even if they're disagreeing with you, is maybe just to, um, you know, use one of my little Jedi mind tricks and say, hey, look, do you have a problem with activity? And they would say, oh, yeah, I have a problem with activity. And I'm like, well, look, there's active solutions, there's passive solutions, and you want an active solution. And anything we do to you is passive. And anything, uh, ultimately, you're going to have to, even if you feel better, you're still going to have to change something, right? So that, that could be some kind of modification that we have done. But I mean, you know, you live and learn, and it's very possible that no matter what you did, it wasn't specific MFR because I know you don't do right. five grams no. of pressure, cross hand technique, myofascial release, like, or unwinding where like, you know, yeah. they're expecting a somatic emotional release kind of thing, like right. crazy John Barnes kind of <laughs> voodoo, you know? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, Andrew. So uh, how's modern rehab mastery going? You're almost done with your cohort, right? Doing well. Yeah. We got uh, just uh, one more week and then, uh, then you take over. Wait a minute. Next week is my week or <laughs> no, ne next week is my last week. And then you take over. 
All right, all right. Well, great. You can find Andrew Modern Rehab Mastery, me also Modern Rehab Mastery, Edge Mobility System, and uh, oh, well, I've pre-recorded outro, so I'm not even going to use this. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, thanks for listening to Untold Physio Stories, and have a great day. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.